Thank you very much for the invitation to speak tonight. I, I feel uh, that I have a certain uh, responsibility and uh, privilege of summarizing the last four speakers' statements, but to offer a little bit of clarity regarding not just what's happening with this deal, but what's going to happen the day after the deal that uh, Linda had alluded to. The last time I heard a government spokesperson say that they knew the absolute dimensions of an illicit nuclear, biological, or chemical weapons program, I remember it being in March of 2003, and that led to the Iraq War. When a government official comes up here and says that they knew perfectly what was going on with all the possible military dimensions of any country, I take that with a grain of salt not just because I think that sometimes these claims are made to prevent war, but also sometimes these claims are made to justify war. In fact, in July uh, 17th, three days after the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was passed, there was a question offered to the White House Press Secretary of would this enable the U.S. administration to be able to get a fuller understanding of the nuclear fuel cycle, something that the previous speaker had alluded to knowing that from the uranium mines in Iran, which are in a very few sparse locations, to the entire fuel cycle, whether it be the plutonium reactor that was in Iraq, or in the uranium enrichment facilities in Qom, and uh, Frodo, or in Isfahan, or uh, Shiraz, and uh, some of the other locations, that they would know the targets that they would need in order to launch a military operation, should it be needed. Now, we're talking about U.S. acceptance of this deal, but what we haven't talked about is whether Iran is going to accept this deal. The Majils, the Iranian parliament, has not put a rubber stamp on this yet. It's being advocated for by the uh, so-called reformists, uh, President Rouhani and the foreign minister. However, the supreme leader who has the final say in all matters, Khamenei, has not necessarily came out against this. In fact, when the White House Press Secretary Joshua Ernest made that statement, there was an uproar from the Iranian regime and from the government and the Revolutionary Guard saying, hold on a second, we just signed a deal that made it easier for the United States to strike our nuclear facilities? So this is a very complicated issue. This isn't just, as the previous speaker said, binary or bimodal. It's war or no war. As much as there is hesitancy on the American side of accepting this deal, there is also great hesitancy on the Iranian side of accepting this deal. And I urge you to pay attention to reports coming out of Iran as much as you're following the debate in Congress. Now, the speaker previously also said that there had never been a nuclear agreement that had alleviated the threat of a conventional nuclear weapons program. I would point you to Gaddafi in Libya in 2003, where he was able to procure uranium, not through a domestic process per se, but relying on one international agent out of Pakistan, Abdul Karir Khan, who was the father of the Pakistani nuclear program. Their uranium procured abroad. Do you think Iran doesn't have friends like North Korea or Syria or other actors that may be willing to provide fissile material, not in the procurement cycle that the administration is monitoring, but through illicit means? For instance, most of the Iranian weapons programs regarding their ballistic missiles are based on foreign technology. 
The ability to have two tiers, one in the public eye, one covered by the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, is well thought out. It was well negotiated. It is a transparent document, even though there are illicit, non-transparent side deals. However, we must be concerned about the activities of the nuclear program itself, ran by the Revolutionary Guards, ran by the Supreme Leader's Office, ran by the Parchin nuclear facility that for 12 years, not even for 12 years, for 19 years, was focusing on experiments regarding nuclear detonation, focusing on the development of warhead technology, focusing on non-nuclear yet still relevant options to the nuclear program, like delivery vehicles, the ability to have smaller detonations, things that could be cleaned up in 24 days when it comes to that cycle. If I sketch out how a nuclear bomb should look like and put it in the back of my pocket and walk out of the facility, I don't need to have traces of uranium elements there. I need to be able to interview the scientists who were involved with that program. I need to have access to the intellectual property behind the Iranian nuclear program. And that is something, ladies and gentlemen, that is not covered by this agreement. In fact, statements in the last week by Larajani and other individuals responsible for creating the nuclear program, including Qasem Soleimani, the head of the Revolutionary Guards Al-Quds unit, their overseas operations arm, has said explicitly, IAEA inspectors and other international officials, blanketly excluding Americans from being able to take part in that problem, from part of those interrogations or questions, will not have access to Iranian nuclear know-how. A list of 12 separate steps and questions that were formulated by the IAEA to be introduced to the Iranian government, all of which we won't know if they're answered, Congress won't know if it's answered, because of the alleged ability for the commercial rights and the military rights and the secrets being held by the Iranian government to be negotiated by individuals who don't have any skin in the game when it comes to American, Israeli, or Gulf Arab states' national security interests. When is the last time the United States outsourced its national security prerogatives to a third party? I can't remember any. Can you? But just moving forward, I know we only have a little bit of time here. I, I just want to make three points. i got about five minutes. So a little bit, four minutes. Okay. Uh, I, I acknowledge that the administration has provided exceptional qualitative military edge, military equipment to the Israeli government. However, that was sourced in Congress. It did not come just from administration prerogatives. In fact, every time that an allocation request was made by the administration, congressmen, like the man sitting next to me on my right, increased the allocation, and it was done by legislative fiat, not by executive action exclusively. The second point that we have to realize is that this is not just a bimodal issue regarding the nuclear issue. When we negotiated with Gaddafi in 2003, it wasn't just on the nuclear program. It was on reparations for the Lockerbie bombing, for U.S. Army servicemen who were killed in the Berlin disco attack, for all of his transactions that were taken on the international stage. So the fact that they say they were only doing this to be able to solve the nuclear issue, it was actually the opposite. The Iranians were in the negotiation to resolve every issue, biting sanctions, the ability to export weapons, the ability to have a conventional weapons ban lifted after five years, a ballistic missile ban lifted after eight years, the ability to enrich uranium exclusively from any source that they want to, even though it's being monitored after 10 years. 
all of the elements that aren't just part of the Iranian nuclear program, but of the Iranian ability to get acceptance into the League of Nations that we now know has legitimized Iranian actions throughout the Middle East and the world into, as President Obama said in an interview with Thomas Friedman right after the deal was passed, to welcome them back into the family of nations. A country that is responsible for providing the genocide of 300,000 Syrians. The country that's responsible for the civil war in Yemen. The country that has led to Hezbollah rising in Beirut. And the country that has exclusively armed Shia militias responsible for death squads. Not just killing American troops, but for killing Sunnis and other members of Iraqi society. That has effectively destabilized the progress made by the surge after the Bush administration left office and the Obama administration came in has effectively wiped out American gains in that region over the last 10 years. And beyond that, the administration did have an opportunity to help the Iranian people back in June of 2009. Does everyone remember that woman who was shot in the eye by the Bashij as she was being whipped by batons going through the streets of Tehran? The, street, the shouts of death to the dictator coming from the rooftops next to all the illegal satellite television dishes that were in Tehran? Now, you've said that you've had the Iranian portfolio at the NSC for the last six years. Does that mean that a failed Iranian revolution under the White House's ability to intervene? Well, when President Obama had the opportunity to give Iranians freedom only six months into his presidency, he was silent. And now he's negotiating with the very same people that he says that he was willing to oppose for the last six years. So the main question and the final analysis that I'd like to offer right now is this. Are you ready to legitimize Iran's actions in the Middle East and create a hegemonic equilibrium between Israel, actors in the Gulf states, and the Iranian arc of influence? Are you ready for Iran to be America's equal? Because if you are, accept this deal. If you're not, question the deal and petition not just members of Congress who have come out against the deal, but also senators like Cory Booker, other individuals who are in Congress, and thank God for people like Robert Menendez. I'm sorry he's no longer in a position to be able to go forward on this. Don't just question, act. If you sit on the sidelines, you'll be just as responsible for individuals who will see the proliferation of Iranian militant activity, not just through a nuclear program, but through the genocidal, human rights violating, castigation of minorities and homosexuals and every other minority in that country and beyond. And that's what you have to think about when you're on this deal, not just about the nuclear issue. Thank you.